What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Urban Alchemy Podcast, brought to you by the Pitch Podcast Network, your number one destination for pop culture, news, and entertainment. I'm Eric Hawthorne. And I'm Jane Banks. We want to give a very special shout out to all our listeners, and we appreciate your continued support. First, in order to keep up with us, please take a moment to like, subscribe, and share the show. Also, for our Facebook users, search Urban Alchemy on Facebook and join the community. It's interactive, growing, and you'll be able to receive the most up-to-date information on the podcast and what we're doing here in the Kansas City area. You know what, bro? I... I did want it to be summer, but I didn't want it to be summer like this. It has been hot. Absolutely. For those of you who don't know, here in Kansas City, our weather is just completely uncertain of itself. What's been new with you, bro? Uh, Same old, same old. Working and writing and doing these community organizations such as with the Village KC. And for all of our listeners out there in the Kansas City area, Father's Day is coming around. So be sure to check out our Father's Day basket we are raffling off. So that will be provided by the Village KC. We have a bunch of great items in that basket from a bunch of great businesses here in Kansas City, uh, many of which black owned. So please support them by supporting us and pick up a raffle ticket for $10. Uh, besides that, yeah, just doing my usual work. Uh, you know, we're expanding here on the show, so we're doing more and more shows each and every week. Uh, we are actually putting together an all-female casted show. So shout out to those ladies who have signed up to be the co-host for that, and keep your eyes peeled for that dropping. But yeah, besides that, you know what? Music is going to be coming to us from our old friend Huey Ali, track entitled Midas. So be sure to check out all the artists you hear here on the Urban Alchemy podcast on our Spotify playlist, Urban Alchemy playlist. All right. So last time we talked about the film Batman 89, and that was directed by Tim Burton. And we thought that was a pretty good jumping off point. So we since we had kind of talked about uh, two of the three films of the Dark Knight trilogy, we talked about Batman 89 as a studio project from Warner Brothers. But now we're moving on to which is known as Batman Returns, or as we like to call it, the full Burton. <laughs> Batman number two. <laughs> right, Batman number two. The, uh, the, the Burton's Revenge. Burton's Revenge, yeah. Definitely. Oh, too dark, too kooky? Guess what I got? Danny DeVito in a fat suit. Right. With gush and what would it ooze coming yeah, out of his mouth. I was about mouth. to say it's green. Yeah, uh, black greenish ooze coming out of his mouth. Oh, Definitely yeah. not appropriate for children, especially when you're trying to sell toys at McDonald's. Yeah, it's not going to be a penguin action figure. Yeah. <laughs> my mom, I actually went to the, on the plaza. Oh uh, shit, you're right. They did sell toys in McDonald's for that. Yeah. And I remember McDonald's that. ended its partnership. It's like little cars. Yep, little cars. Oh my god, that, I'm like having a nostalgia yep. overload right I now. I remember specifically playing with uh, the bat. It had wings or something. Yeah, yeah it wasn't yeah. a Batmobile. It had Batman sitting out of the top of it, and then um, yeah, it, I mean, I remember the toys, even though it was a brief marketing campaign, just because McDonald's decided to end its partnership with Warner Brothers due to the exceedingly dark nature of the movie well yeah they probably didn't see the movie prior to signing the contract so it was like oh batman that's a surefire kids toy line we have to market and then they see the movie and it's just like uh 
excuse me, guys, this is not what you what we signed up for. Like, this is not fun, lighthearted. I mean, this film is to me much darker, much more adult, if that's even Word. possible, than eighty nine was because. 89 had uh, the Joker, which was pretty much like, I would say, your only character who was just over the type or, or too adult. And this film has the Penguin, who is this dis- disgusting, uh, grotesque. S- disgusting, grotesque, sex crazed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we've perverted, we perverted uh, character that Tim Burton has kind of. Thought up because he's not the penguin. No, uh, he's not the penguin. The penguin in the comics is a nightclub owner, classy, classy, gentleman, sophisticated. You know, likes things of the finer life. Exactly. He is a the opposite, the polar yeah, opposite of the he penguin. is a career criminal in the comic books, but he is, I would say, very astute, uh, somewhat of an aristocrat. Well, I would in, say, uh, in regards to the comic book character, he's more so of uh, a criminal who who resides in the gray area, who tries to be legitimate, right? But he's constantly involved in like the criminal underworld. So he's yeah. more like a fence, or you know, he'll get stolen material or have someone do his dirty work. But he always has that facade of legitimacy. Yeah, he's not a physically imposing character whatsoever. No, no, no. And uh, then we have like Catwoman, who in this film is just like this uh, abused woman. Right. Um, it kind of has like this rogue feminist agenda almost who's just like, I'm a woman, hear me roar, which is very edgy for the mid uh, early 90s. Yeah, 92. Yeah. And then uh, Max Shrek, who's just this incorporate, this corporate uh, bad guy yeah. just, like, who pushes her out the window, but we'll get there. But yeah, it's just these very adult elements uh, and very little to capitalize off of in terms of family friendly <laughs> uh, oriented cinema. And you know what? I bet McDonald's, when they heard that the movie was going to be set around Christmas, yeah, 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 they were like, "Oh yeah, that's a cha-ching, sh- yeah, cha-ching, cha-ching." But I specific, my mother to this day still talks about how disgusted she was with uh, Danny DeVito's character. Good, <laughs> that was Burton was popping off on right. Uh, but you know, this this is a very interesting film. You either like it or you don't like it. Um, there's really no gray area in. Be- of the film i mean as an adult i like it for what it is um as a kid i didn't really understand it um yeah i didn't really understand it uh so basically you have um danny devito's character you have who plays oswald cobblepot being an orphan oh great opening scene by the way yeah with uh uh, my man Herman. Yes, I was going to say Pee Wee uh, Herman. Paul Rubens. Yeah, Paul, Paul Rubens. Rubens. Yes. Uh, you know, and I, I love Paul Rubens, and I especially loved his team up with Burton and Pee Wee's Big Adventure. So I thought that was excellent casting in the beginning. Uh, you know, a very there's no dialogue in the beginning. Um, yeah. They 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 basically see their child is a quote unquote freak. Uh, with the ping- penguin flippers. Now let's imagine we're working for McDonald's, who are we're executives watching this movie after we signed this contract for the first time. It's like opening scene. Okay, Christmas, great. Yeah, yeah. yeah right. Snows falling. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, Pee Wee Herman, great. Yeah, ha ha ha. And all of a sudden, you see the birth of this uh, the child that mm-hmm. they let you know has some sort of deformity. Mm-hmm. And uh, <clears throat> as the deformity, and then they look at it, they keep 
cobble pot in a cage. In a cage, yeah. Yeah, as a kid. And then finally one day they walk over. Did they kill a cat? I can't remember. Oh, yeah. I believe a cat like walks uh-huh. by the cage and it like grabs it. Okay. And then they like look at each other. And that's the next thing you see is them pushing that buggy. Uh, and buggy then they toss them into the, the river. Yeah. And then. Very cutthroat subject matter. Right. Already off the bat. Like this is what Tim Burns is like. This is what we're opening. This with. is what we're going to do. We're going to throw here. a baby who was born uh, the, with a deformity. With a deformity, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we're just going to toss him aside. And so basically, the child, you know, finds living raised in the sewer. In and the he's sewer. Ra- raised by penguins, which is supposed to be Gotham, New York area, or whatever. And he's raised by penguins in the sewer. Yep, that's. Pretty much Tim Burton for you. Uh, so basically the penguin grows up in the underbelly of society. He's a castaway. And then you have the juxtaposition with Bruce Wayne, who is this affluent millionaire, bit million billionaire, I can't remember at the time, loved by everyone. And also the um, arrogant Max Shrek and his son. I don't even remember his son's Chip. name. Chip. Uh, yeah, his tell name was Chip, and I always thought that was the dumbest name. <laughs> not, not, not my boy. Not Chip. Take me. <laughs> I remember that scene. <laughs> but basically, um, Batman is still, I, I, don't, I wouldn't say recovering from the events of 89 or anything like that. He's pretty much just chilling or whatnot. Yeah. Batmaning. Uh, just Batmaning it up, I guess. You know, you know, you don't really hear about too much of crime going on in Gotham. Uh, but then eventually the penguin um or cobblepot is uh, you forget. I, for, I forgot. Yeah, he pretty much hatches a plan to indoctrinate himself into Gotham society. By uh, well, first he 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 sets his circus of criminals on Gotham. Oh yeah, he to said- create this uh atmosphere of fear mm-hmm. uh because you know Batman's taking out these people, but it's like they're terrorizing this whole area, so Batman can't get to everybody. And then uh, in another scene, it's a kidnapping of the mayor's baby, and then. The penguin oh, yeah, rescues okay. the baby. And comes the penguin comes up from the sewer in his rubber ducky. Is that? Is it, did he do it at that time? I don't Come know. in the ducky. No, he just comes yeah, up just from comes the sewer. Up. Okay. Yeah, he comes up from the sewer uh, with the baby. And then, you know, that's when he becomes, quote unquote, beloved by the uh, Gotham Gothamites or whatnot. And, uh, you know, with the help of Max Shrek, who he's uh, blackmailing, actually, uh, with evidence of corporate crimes, uh, you know, and he just wants to live a normal life. He wants to be loved by everyone, essentially. The, and he claims, you know, he wants to, you know, know his, who his parents were, um, why they tossed him aside. He gives them forgiveness once he does, uh, you know, trying to empathize with their position in order to achieve some sort of small political power uh, what is he running for mayor yeah he uh eventually announced his candidacy to yeah. run for mayor of gotham city uh 
in this whole yeah i love that scene where he's 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 trying he's he says he's doing research mm-hmm. to figure out who he is but he was actually just getting the names of all the four firstborn children of god right because he felt screwed essentially because you have Ma- characters like max streck and bruce wayne who also are from these affluent families and just a quick diversion for uh those who are not uh familiar with the comic book Batman mythos like Gotham City and its founding fathers and founding families are huge pieces of uh, Gotham in the comics like uh, they explain like the reason there are so many uh, buildings or so many fancy buildings and fancy sculptures because Mm -hmm. that was like a a point of uh, bragging for like the rich families to say that's the Wayne sculpture or that's the Wayne building or that's the the Sionist building and there were just all these uh, powerful families and that's what I do like that's what I do like Burden did with the mythos is he kind of indoctrinated Oswald Cobblepot to say he would have been at one of these affluent mm-hmm. city leaders. Um, <clears throat> uh, but instead he was cast away, you know, thrown away, you know, essentially by his parents. Right. So he wants revenge for, you know, his his wrongdoings that because uh, Bruce Wayne is a handsome, rich uh, guy who was loved by his parents, and you got the penguin who was d- disowned by or thrown away by his parents, who was a, a just grotesque being and uh, no money at all. So it's just like a juxtapose between those two. And he really just wants to mislead Gotham into thinking he's this uh, just victimized individual. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what we do see a lot of the times. Uh, I'd say he's almost kind of like uh, the elephant man, the way he oh, was okay, introduced yeah. to London society as, as a sideshow mm-hmm. and then became this sympathetic person uh, right. who's uh, pretty much became a celebrity uh, due to his status. Uh, but yeah, that that's pretty much uh, what I took away from him. Uh, I really do love the aesthetics of the penguin, uh, especially once he indoctrinates himself he starts dressing more like the penguin we know with the right. fancy clothes and the, and the umbrellas and the top hat and <laughs> the top hat yeah. yeah that's that's penguin to me like yeah definitely uh you know and while the penguin is you know basically you know revving up his mayoral candidacy uh you have uh michelle pfeiffer uh, playing selena kyle and selena kyle is a mild and meek woman uh very nerdy you know, a bit of a dork. Um, unsure of herself. Unsure of herself, you know. Uh, not assertive of all, at all. And, you know, she confronts um, Max Shrek, basically, uh, as, you know, pretty early on in the movie about a, uh, <clears throat> uh, uh, what is it, like a, like a building? Discrepancy or in some, some paperwork that yeah, she stumbled across. Yeah, uh, it's basically Max is, you know, this tycoon who has more nefarious plans for Gotham yeah. rather than what he puts on face value, just like any corporate big wig or billionaire. Which is why he's getting uh, blackmailed by the Penguin. He's, right. He's doing a lot of illegal dumping of chemicals and, uh, yeah. and money stuff and, you know, just all kind of dirty. Right. But, you know, basically she approaches Max with these findings in a very, you know, casual, casual hey. way. Yeah, hey, not not a word about you. Not she's a secretary, by the way. She's not an analyst or anything. Right. She's not a, necessarily accusing him of anything or coming to him confrontationally. And then you know, he basically pushes her out of like a twenty-story window or yeah. something like that, and she falls. And great scene, love that scene. Yeah, uh, very Christopher Walken. 
Yeah, that is a good scene, but the scene following it is a bit weird and only can be described as the full burden. She's imagine her imagine somebody falling off the top of a building out of a window, falling to certain death and then hitting the ground as hard as possible and then being resurrected by cats walking over you and licking your face and nibbling on you. Well, I think what they because she hit things on the way. down. She did hit awnings on the way down, like but clothes lines and like tarps or something. Well, she, was she just hit several awnings, but I'm saying I'm it, not. Yeah, she would be dead. She would be dead than dead. But she was resurrected by cats basically walking over her and nibbling over her, et cetera, et cetera. And then there's so many cat puns in this movie. Yes. Saved by kitty litter. Uh, curiosity killed the cat. Cat got your tongue. <laughs> this, this, is there cat got your tongue? Yeah. Has to be. And then the nine lives. She says that to him before she does the taser kiss. She's yeah. Like, What's the matter, Max? Cat got your tongue. Yeah. And then when she's getting shot, like, that's one, two, yeah. three, or whatever. You know, talking about nine lives. A but cat always lands on her feet. Right. It's so many. Like, every cat saying you could think of is in this movie. Yeah, but it's not as offensive as the ice puns by Mr. Freeze. Uh. And uh, Batman and Robin, and I really don't want to go into that. <laughs> that that is like, if we do that, we... Uh, Batman freeze. <laughs> we killed the dinosaurs. The, the Ice, Ice Age. Age. <laughs> no, actually, the Ice Age didn't kill the dinosaurs. But okay, Joel oh Schumacher. Gosh. Yeah, it's yeah, but no, not a lot of bird puns from the Penguin. <laughs> Let's kick some ice. <laughs> 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 wow. <laughs> Let's see. Uh I can't think of any more uh No need to give me the chill. cold shoulder. Chill. <laughs> <laughs> uh yes, it's it's a lot of oh yeah, they they that's why Showmarker show marker could not uh do what Burton did. Like, you no. can't do what Burton does without being goofy. Or... Right. Well, uh, the Catwoman puns. No, she's crazy. She's cra- She looks crazy. She looks maniacal and crazy and whatnot. And, and, and her makeup does change. They do an excellent job with the. Uh, Selena Cow versus Cat. Yeah. yeah, Catwoman makeup. Excellent job. But they're not, even though there are cat puns in this movie, they're not offensive and silly. Uh, Completely comical, like Arnold Schwarzenegger's Mr. Freeze ice puns. Yeah, those are silly. Those are goofy and and campy. But this one is just like she, like her and uh, Danny DeVito mm. say stupid, kooky stuff, but they're both terrifying characters. Yeah, yeah. You take uh, Catwoman very seriously. A lot of people really do like uh, Michelle Pfeiffer's. yeah, Catwoman. The best Catwoman. Yeah, the best Catwoman. She's better than uh, Anne Hathaway, and she's definitely better than uh, Halle Berry. Halle Berry. Uh, I think that when you think of Catwoman, you only think of two Catwoman. You think of Michelle Pfeiffer, and you think of Eartha Kitt. Yeah, That's, and I mean, I really didn't realize it because I wasn't in a Batman at that stage, but like Burton really did change the the 
backstories of all of his villains. Yeah. Because, you know, he pretty much had a Joker was an actual person. Mm -hmm. uh, Danny DeVito was this uh, aristocratic kid who got thrown away. Mm -hmm. uh, and and uh, Selena Cow wasn't a, a cat burglar or a jewel thief. Right. Uh, which was different, but it works. Uh, yeah, it works for what the movie was. And I'm... I, the movie did go through a couple of iterations. Uh, the movie was bloated, so they took out uh, Billy D. Williams' character, who was set to reprise his role as Two Face, uh, which he was supposed to be the Max Shrek. Uh, yeah, Max Shrek character, uh, but it was just a bloated film. Funny, funny story, uh, because as uh, we're both crazy people who watch things about movies that right. were made thirty years ago, uh, Billy D. Williams. I was watching an interview about Billy D. Williams in that, and he was saying that uh, he was playing uh harvey dent as a type of adam clayton powell mm -hmm. like this guy who was always in the papers but there was always there was also something like a dark side of an edge to him mm -hmm. where it was just like you don't know which side he's uh going on right and yeah it was just super crazy i would have, I would have loved to see like an adam clayton powell yeah billy d williams <laughs> that would have been very that would have been very interesting uh unfortunately we weren't able to realize uh, that vision just because, you know, Warner Brothers, they changed directions after this film and they went in a more kid friendly, yeah, kid friendly. I'm not even going to say kooky because I would say that Batman Forever is not completely bonkers and kooky. There is some seriousness to it. But then when you go to Batman and Robin, it's just like, we just want to sell toys. We just want to sell toys. Yeah, yeah. Have uh, Uma Thurman spit out a bunch of plants, plant fucking lines again oh yeah I forget. yeah i was like oh, uma thurman did that too yeah uma thurman with her plant puns i can't really think of any but i i sent you something was was that you i sent like she says some something completely bonkers in um batman and robin and i was just like what well, who wrote this it's a whole strip of that kind of crap. Right. But, you know, basically back to the topic at hand, basically <laughs> we see the birth of Catwoman. She goes back to her apartment. She's destroying it. She she's just angry with herself, probably being so meek and mild her entire life, thinking it was going to get her up the corporate ladder. A matter of fact, I don't even think she had aspirations. No, she's as just a secretary. She aspirations as Selena Kyle. She was just fine with who she was. But then, you know, she. From that point, she decided she wanted to be somebody different. Yeah, she has a very, very uh, well, uh, well displayed victim arc where she was right. just like, "I've been a victim all my life, and now I'm going to take back control." And then she starts living fearlessly. Like first scene back is when she goes to work after being pushed out the window, and of course, uh, Max Streck is, is super surprised to see her because she's supposed to be dead. And then she just walks in there and just starts telling this incoherent story about um, a kid who bullied her. And then he ended up dead. So it was just kind of like a, a thinly veiled threat mm -hmm. to Shrek to say, like, yeah, there was this kid who used to pick on me. He's dead now. Right. And then he was just like, if she goes running in her mouth, I'll push her out a higher window. <laughs> Which is a, a really good line or yeah. whatnot. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, she's pretending to have some sort of memory lapse or whatnot um but she is in this instance this selena kyle is more assertive she's going to take what she wants and she's going to take gotham by storm and eventually she teams up with the penguin 
And uh, damn, I forgot. Yeah, they pretty much uh, hatch a plot to join forces to take out the bat. And the penguin is is really uh, overtly sexual with her. Yeah, which and was really weird. <laughs> it was it's weird, but it's you know because he's he's just this disgusting man in a fat suit right. who's like laying on the bed with his little you know hands that are like flippers. flippers. Yeah, and you know trying to look sexy. And I love that scene so much where she like. Eats the bird. The bird. Apparently, that was a real bird. Oh my gosh! Yeah, she sticks no this digital effects canary there. in a whole canary in her mouth and holds it there. Mm-hmm. And then the penguin has his umbrella, which I'm glad Burden included with these various umbrellas with mm-hmm. all kind of different weapons in them. And uh, you know, he, he pulls, pulls out one with knife. a knife and mm-hmm. then puts it to her cats, and then she just lets the canary fly out of her mouth, and it was just like so perfect. I wonder how many times they had to do that scene. What's the canary crapped in her mouth? That's what I was thinking, too. <laughs> I'm not even going to lie. I'm not even going to sugarcoat it. That's kind of what I thought as well. Yeah, it's it's it's, 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 it's almost kind of reminiscent of Candyman getting the bees put on him physically. But he got paid like $1,000 per bee per sting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, that that's just a great addition. I can see Burden trying to be like, all right, uh, put, put the bird in your mouth. Yeah, just put it in there. Put it all. Uh, but no, I love that scene. And yeah, they have this uh, arrangement until they don't, where the penguin is pretty much catching on that this is just a purely business relationship. Right. And he pretty much turns uh, turns on Catwoman. Mm-hmm. You know, I love that all scene also, where he sticks her neck around an umbrella with a helicopter, and she pretty much just flies off into the sky. And falls onto a building into... Kitty litter? No, that's no. when Batman pushes. No, her. she falls through the the glass, glass. Yeah, and then yeah. she screams, and then the glass shatters. Yeah, I remember that. Now. Yeah, and so she gets the sense that she's been dropped. So pretty much, she gets dropped from high mm-hmm. places. Uh, I want to count how many times she actually does die in this movie. Well, I mean, I think she gives an accurate description at the end when she gets shot. And everything, and she's counting the number of lives okay, that yeah, she yeah. Lo- has lost. Or she whatnot. literally does uh, cheat death like multiple times in this movie. She gets dropped out of the window, then she gets dropped out uh building by Batman when she stabs him with her claws, and it, he he like hits her with a you know, acid or something. Right, but you know what I just realized? People talk about how grounded uh the Nolan films are. This is actually pretty grounded. Mm-hmm. I mean, Nate. I mean. Napier Joker being dropped in a vat of acid. Okay, he survives. He doesn't have any supernatural powers or no. anything. He's just there to, you know, antagonize Batman and, you know, gain wealth and, you know, you know, show the true colors of Gotham. In Burton's version of Batman Returns, I mean, the penguin doesn't have any superpowers. Catwoman doesn't really have any superpowers either she's just by chance she just kind of continues to live just from the 
places she's shot or how she's fallen or mm. anything like that. That's so interesting. I just I just really thought about that. It's actually a gra- pretty grounded universe. Yeah, it's not so you get to actual fucking sh- uh, Schumacher stuff where you're just like fantastical. But you're right. It's like everybody's just dealing with their own. Like mm-hmm. Jack Napier is just he's dealing with uh, whatever these chemicals are doing to him. It's right. not necessarily his fault. He was a criminal, but he wasn't a crazed killer. Mm-hmm. And uh, the penguin is just this guy with a physical disability. Mm-hmm who uh, also may have some deep emotional scarring due to his abandonment by his parents. And then you have Catwoman who has may have some sort of dissociative identity disorder uh, due to years of just being abused. Um, and then they, they, they do a really good shot when she's coming home for the first time. And they're just showing her empty, lonely apartment with cats. And, you know, she's playing the messages on the answering machine from her mother, who is just right. pretty much filling you in on how uneventful and lonely her life is. And she's like, you can't get a date. You should call your boyfriend. And then she was like, the boyfriend was cheating on me. You know, so she's been abused. She's been beaten up remember she walks into the apartment says honey i'm home she says oh Oh, yeah yeah, forgot (laughs) yeah Yeah, and talk to her cats pretty much and that's where she gets the Catwoman outfit because she has this leather outfit that she just doesn't have the balls to pull off Mm -hmm. and then you know after she has that fall she she, she's basically resurrected as her true um persona persona but you know what i think one of the one of the great scenes when we're introduced to her is when batman and penguin are having that confrontation yeah. and she blows up the department store. She backflips out and she just goes meow no. and it blows <laughs> up. You know, I, I don't think I've given Burton enough credit for like his pyrotechnics and stuff yeah. like that, because I mean, he, blowing up the ACE chemical factory in Batman 89 was a technological marvel at the time with using miniatures and explosions and stuff like that. It looked good for the time. And this one, he actually blew up something, though. Um, but, yeah, I love that scene also prior to that uh introduction when she's in the department store just being catwoman just like having a good time jumping rope with her whip and uh, i love that they implemented the whip also and yeah just stuck a bunch of uh stuff in a microwave uh, aerosols in a microwave to destroy the store she's actually still got it with the whip she posted like something on online where she was still yeah she trained herself with that whip she actually knew what she was doing with that whip which is super impressive when i learned that because i don't think actresses today no i haven't I don't know what Zoe Kravitz is going to do or what iteration of Catwoman she's going to be in the Batman, but I highly doubt an actress is going to put a canary in her mouth, put a canary (laughs) in her mouth, take the time out to learn how to use the whip, et cetera. Uh, A lot of that stuff is done with a stunt double. Yeah, because a whip is very dangerous uh, to try to use. Like a lot of people don't understand, like a whip actually breaks the sound barrier Mm -hmm. when it snaps. Like that's actually the like if you were to take a, a video of it and stop it down, you can actually see atoms breaking at the at the tip of a whip in one miss, you know, miss throw with that shit. You could take out someone's eye. You Do can, we have Neil deGrasse Tyson to back up these <laughs> fantastical 100% claims? True. I charge you all to look it up because I was I don't know. I was. Oh, uh, the guy who uh, have you ever seen the rundown? No, I have not. It's a movie. One of the rocks. Uh, first movies and there was oh, a guy okay. in it who mm-hmm. like fought with whips like two whips and he just like you know and he was fighting Word. the rock with it and they had a video of him doing a breakdown mm-hmm. of you know why you've never seen anyone fight with a whip in a movie right uh but yeah it, it's he was just breaking down how dangerous the whip is and how uh and i was just like people used to get beat 
slaves just get the shit beat out of him. Mm-hmm. With and he's, he's just breaking down how it's just all raw high. And mm-hmm. then you get to that tip with the frailed, uh, it, it just literally destroys atoms because mm-hmm. it's going at such a quick rate and snapping. And I was just like, oh my God, I cannot imagine being hit with a whip. But yeah, that's what the whip play reminded me of. Uh, no, that just how difficult and dangerous yeah, yeah, it is. She, she really was uh, dedicated to that role. I mean, uh, who was the woman who wanted to play Catwoman so desperately? She originally wanted to play Vicky Vale, but had an injury. Sean, who 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 was it? Now, um, I actually have to find that out because that's going to bother me. Sean something. Sean Catwoman. Sean Young wanted to play uh, Catwoman so very badly, and um, she did not get the role. Apparently, she went on like one of a late night talk show dressed as a Catwoman, oh. trying to convince Tim Burton to give her the role. But oh, I also saw another interesting thing. Do you know who they wanted to play the Joker originally? Who? Uh, what's the guy's name? Brad Dorif, the right. voice of Chucky. Really? Yeah, Grimmer Wormtail from Lord of the Rings. Uh, that's who Burden wanted, which would have been a perfect choice, but his name wasn't big enough. They needed Nicholson. But, I mean, Nicholson does a great job. I mean, I you think that Christian Bell's a good Batman. I think Killian Murphy would have been a better Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. Uh, bat- I, I I don't know about the Batman part, but I definitely could see him being a better Bruce Wayne than uh, Christian Bell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I, I think if they would have threw him in that, that co- I think we just don't see certain people till we see them, like uh, fucking Heath Ledger. That's a joker. Yeah, yeah. It's just one of those things where it's just like, hmm. It's like when Robert Pattinson got announced. I was just like, let's see how he does. Let's see how the kid does. Yeah, <clears> yeah. You know. And then that trailer came out. And I was like, he looks badass. Like I didn't, I couldn't picture him in the suit. But now that I'm seeing him in the suit, well, I think like, the suit for him, this particular suit is appropriate for him. And you know, he's a wiry guy like mm-hmm. you. He's yeah, yeah, not yeah. buff or anything. This is kind of what I expect a billionaire trust fund kid to look like. Yeah, you know, just a normal guy, no muscles. I mean. Michael Keaton didn't have muscles. No, no, no. Uh, I mean, the only one that had muscles was uh, Bale. Bale. I mean, Bale was huge in Batman Begins. I mean, Chris, I mean, Christopher Nolan actually told him, "You're too big for the role," and he had to come back and lose like twenty something pounds. It sounds like Hugh Jackman in every movie that's not Wolverine <laughs> associated. Like he has to lose so much weight, right. to look like a regular person. Right. Right. Uh, right. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, but one of our many soliloquies that we just went <laughs> on diatribes or whatever you want to call them hey, but it's true. you know down the rabbit hole we go uh but basically you know back to the film i'll get us back on course my <laughs> oh, good man the captain of this ship <laughs> right so basically the jig is up on the penguins aspirations of becoming you know a true beacon of hope for gotham he's not going to be 
the mayor. Because he's uh, outed by Batman. Yeah, he's outed by Batman. Batman has a handy CD recording. Oh, yeah. Which <laughs> Alfred gives a little chicken, chicken. <laughs> <laughs> it's so silly. But it also has a bat symbol on the yeah. CD. Oh, man, they were so gandy back I then. I played these fools in Gotham like a heart from hell. Right. Heart from hell. <laughs> Yes. Uh, so the penguins on the run. He he. <laughs> While he's on the run, I don't know. No, no, no. Let's like... let's back up. While he's at the press briefing, I'm sorry. This is so Burton. <laughs> lettuce and tomatoes. Oh, Who brought lettuce? <laughs> Who thought to bring this to a normal speech, yeah. not knowing that they were going to need the lettuce? And tomatoes. Everybody carries a bag of lettuce and rotten <laughs> tomatoes with them. Maybe they just were like, you know what? I might want a salad later. Yeah, I, I don't understand. I'm sorry. I'm just cracking up just because run. this is so 90s and nonsensical, but so Burton that, you know, it's forgivable. Yeah, it's Burton because it's like Batman's playing this recording as he's like giving a speech, but the mic's cut off and they just right. hear the recording. And all he has to do is just like walk away from the mic and be like, it's not me, guys. This is a trick. <laughs> right. But instead, he's just like, ah, ah. Right. He starts into it. Oh, I also love the part where they're, uh, he's he's at his uh, mayoral, uh, I guess they're announcing he's going to be the mayor. And he comes downstairs to, and he's eating that fish. That raw fish. The raw fish that Max Shrek is like dangling, dangling in, front in front of him, him like an animal. Right. And then he has that uh, politician uh, campaign manager, and he's just like uh, he's jeffing with him basically, and he's, then he's, he's making fun of him. He's he's like uh, talking badly about him, like we're gonna put gloves on those hands, you know. Right. And he's just like, well, at least I'm not gushing blood from my nose. <laughs> he's like, he's like, huh? like what? I and don't he get it. Bites his nose in front of a room full of people, and he's gushing blood from his nose. Very graphic there. scene. Very graphic. Another scene that my mother. Did not particularly care for. My mother didn't like that fish. Just him eating the fish disturbed right. her more than him. I wonder if that was a real fish that Danny did. <laughs> Burton's like, no, eat the fish. I actually have to search that now. <laughs> she put a bird in her mouth. The least you can do is eat some sushi. Was the fish real that Danny De- DeVito ate in? Batman Returns. <laughs> Probably interviewed him saying, yes, that was a real fish. Yes, Danny DeVito ate a real fish in that scene from Batman Returns oh in a vid- video with Nicholas Fon- <laughs> Fonseca, Fon- Fonseca for the Daily Telegraph in uh, Australia in 2019. DeVito also revealed what kind of fish he was eating. The penguin eats Same. fish quite grotesquely in that movie. Oh, wow. So that's a little fun fact for our listeners that I didn't even know. A factoid. Uh, Tim Burton is, is, is a monster, <laughs> evidently. He's right. just, oh, wow. I mean, you really have to believe in a director, though, to be like, yeah, I'm going to put a canary in my mouth for the role. Or, yeah, I'm going to eat a raw fish right. for the role. Uh, now I wonder what Jack Nicholson had to do. Nothing because he was Jack Nicholson. <laughs> he said, Tim, I'm not doing anything crazy. Just pay me my money and I'll do the part. How's that sound? He's like, okay, Mr. Nicholson, <laughs> I'll do that and you'll continue to make bank off these royalties for the rest of your life. <laughs> That's actually Jack Nicholson's own line. Yeah. Right. 
<laughs> no, but uh, yeah, that's crazy that uh, Tim Burton is just like, no, we're not using fake fish or <laughs> we're not we're not using a fake canary. We're going to do this. Right. So, you know, after this, he's on the run and then basically following this uh, Batman and Selena Kyle and so. Catwoman and Bruce Wayne, they kind of figure out who each other is at a party, a big gala that Max Shrek is throwing. Mistletoe. Um, yes, mistletoe can be deadly. No, he's like, Yeah, yeah, mistletoe can be deadly if you eat it. And then she says, like Almost deadly as a kiss. kiss. Yeah. yeah. A great, great line. scene. And they, That's the devil, dance with the devil in pale moonlight from this movie. Yeah, they basically. You know, yeah, while they're dancing, realize. Right. Realize that, you know, they're um, enemies. Enemies. And like, Nolan tries to do this in The Dark Knight Rises, but it, it doesn't come it, off. It doesn't come off as well. I mean, he it's a callback, basically. It's too much monologuing. Yeah, too much monologuing. And then Penguin shows up. He's Before we get to that, I okay. love it. Because, like, like I said, Nolan monologues. Like, nobody talks like that. Mm-hmm. Like, what, what do they do right after they figure out? They just hold each other right. and then she just asked him so do we just start fighting like right. that was a real ass right because that's what i was thinking in my head like are they just gonna start like having a battle here on the dance floor right that'd be funny if he was like yes a dance battle bat dance yeah you're weird uh bat dance uh, for those of you who didn't know batman used to dance and he had a thing called the bat dance where he hypnotized women on the dance floor they'd give him all the info that's all he had to do yeah, that definitely wouldn't get done in 2021. I don't know. Robin so, Pattinson might bust out the... Nobody's busting out the da- out. bat dance. But anyway, <laughs> Penguin shows up. He's kidnapped the Gotham sons, first sons or whatever, and then he wants Max Shrek's son. Max basically barters with him. He's like, no, you really want me. It's me who you want. So he takes him down to the sewers and... Basically, tell me about the penguin plan. <laughs> you don't, don't you? Don't you skim past? Penguin's no. big plan is to strap missiles, missiles, missiles <laughs> on, on living penguins <laughs> and then launch them into the sewer. Right. To which Batman somehow gets his bat boat into the sewers. He just conveniently has a bat boat already in the sewers. <laughs> right. And then he like kills all these penguins. Uh, no, he disables the bombs on the penguins, right? I don't think he goes. I don't think Peter oh, would yeah, allow right, him right. to. Just, just yeah, Peter wouldn't allow him to kill those penguins. Yeah, and then we saw our first march of the penguins uh, as the penguin gives his troops this this rallying speech. On yes, take revenge on Gotham. Yes, this strange Adolf Hitler yes. speech. It's great. It's great. It's full burden. Full burden. Right. It's uh, just very strange, but. But it makes sense to the penguin. It makes sense to the penguins and the the fact that the penguins can understand (laughs) what Danny DeVito is saying. Just mind you, a Euro reptile, a a formal, formerly the destroyer and ruler of the world penguins, how, because they are descendants from dinosaurs, are now taking orders from this little bitty man (laughs) in a sewer. He's our God. (laughs) He's our God. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and we've got these little 
little hats on little us. Hats, you're right, little, 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 little Oh my god, he put hats on these penguins. Where is he getting this technology <laughs> to control these penguins? Where did he get the missiles from? Is what I want to know. Uh, the armory. And the why great... does he have a circus? Yes, what's the point of the circus? Like, that's a common theme in Burton films from Pee Wee's Big Adventure, I believe, to Dumbo, Big Fish, especially in Big Fish. You know, that's interesting. Also, Danny DeVito. Also, Danny DeVito, the ringleader, and he's the ringleader in Batman Returns. So the circus is near and dear to Tim Burton. He's the kid who wanted to run away and join the circus. Yes, probably so. Yeah, uh, yeah, but Batman winds up foiling this plot for the penguins to basically shoot these missiles off into that would destroy Gotham or whatnot. There's also a kid kid kidnapping scene, which is pretty always terrified me. Uh, these kids being lured from their beds at night mm-hmm. uh, and take put in these cages. Right. Uh, thankfully, Batman stops them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's always always a creepy scene because he's like he's gonna kill these kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you don't really think of it like that. Um, yeah, that was his big plan to murder the children of Gotham and then blow up places with penguins. Yeah, that was pretty much the plan, but. Um... That was plan B. <laughs> <laughs> plan right. A was become mayor. Right. That didn't work. But no, yeah, that that is a very incredibly kooky uh, scene, which leads to the pretty much the climax of it which is incredibly dark yeah uh, it's really dark super dark just uh we have the penguin's death uh which he's just covered in for some reason bleeding green from green black oh, purplish ooze from his mouth uh, shit that haunts your nightmares yeah and then the penguins act as Paul bearers and you know yeah I forgot about the penguins like carrying his body yeah oh in, my gosh into yeah, the to the water uh, where he God. floats and, <laughs> you know and sinks to the uh, bottom of the sewer you know yeah that was a really dark scene especially with there's like somebody up in like a booth like counting down or something yeah 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 to uh, when the rockets go off or something like that and then like when the penguin dies it just goes black up there it's like kind of haunting how that person just disappears the the woman with the poodle yeah yeah scruffy raggedy looking poodle Mm -hmm. i believe he does something similar like that and yeah he does something similar like that in beetlejuice as well with the creepy pastor who's going to marry Lydia in Beetlejuice, he just kind of disappears into the background. So Burton's good for that imagery. Um, and I didn't even think about that till just now. That's just, that's that's like shot for shot from mm-hmm. Beetlejuice. Um, side note, but back to the story at hand. So basically, Penguin's dead. Uh, Catwoman's wants revenge on Max Shrek. Max has escaped from his... Uh, cage that he was held in by uh, a penguin and then you know this really a good good scene I I would say Mm -hmm. a good pretty good scene where uh, you know Bruce basically Batman rips off his mask and is like you know you don't have to kill him and then you know Shrek is confused he's like he's like why are you he's like Selena Kyle Kyle you're fired and then he's like, Bruce Wayne, why are you why dressed, dressed up like as Batman? Batman? He's like, because he is Batman, you idiot. Yeah. 
because Max Shrek pretty much would have just went back to his everyday life. Like right. he, there was no actual evidence against him right. that they could have used unless they found where the penguin hit her or something. Right. But it pretty much just lets you know, like after he leaves the story, he's just going to go back to his everyday life. And Selena Cow cannot take that shit. She's right. just like, he's going to go back to what he does. And, you know, she's, Pretty much, uh, he's gonna expose her as Catwoman, and then probably expose Bruce Wayne as Batman. Right. So she did the thing like she took matters into her own hands. She took control of her life. Mm. Batman has that strict no killing people rule, so she's just like, nah, that ain't me. That's not me, homie. Right? Because you know Shrek shoots him, shoots her. I think she he shoots Batman. And then he shoots her several times, and she's just counting down the yeah. lives that she's lost. And then she uses that taser. And, and that deadly it, kiss she's been talking about this right, whole movie. Right. And, you know, from there, you know, we assume that Selena Kyle is dead. Shrek is dead because his remains are found electrified and um, mummified, it almost seems. Uh, all this left <laughs> is his wild Beethoven hair. Yeah. Uh, so basically, Shrek, Penguin, defeated, um, end of the movie, uh, Alfred and Bruce are driving, Bruce sees a cat, reminds him of Selena, he looks around, gets back into the car with Alfred, um, and they drive off, and then basically, that's the end of the movie, almost, <sighs> You see, you go up to the skyline in the original movie. You see Batman in this one. You see a moon, I believe a full moon or something like that. And then you see Catwoman's head pop out, which was not the original ending of the movie. They thought there was going to be a Catwoman spinoff, which never materialized until I think 2003, Three or four. Cat, uh, Holly Berry's Catwoman. Yeah, she was off the off the heat of Monsters Ball and Swordfish, and they were just like, "Let's give her Catwoman." And then she played like Jinx and the Bond film Die Another Day, yeah. which was a horrible movie. Yeah, but she, yeah, um, that was a terrible. The Catwoman was a horrible woman. That movie was yeah. terrible. I remember being a child watching that. Not a child, but a kid. Mm-hmm. And like, this is a bad movie. Like, this it is was a bad really movie. a bad movie. And I like the subject matter. But yeah, it was just. She uh, got a Razzie for that and she accepted it, which was very noble of her. Yeah. I appreciate people who can look back at their work and say, wow, that was trash. Right. But the check was nice. Yes. But uh, yeah, it's a, it's a great movie. It's uh, I think I might enjoy this one more than the first. Uh, Yeah, you either like it or you don't like it. Uh, This is the full Burt. Uh, it's It's fun. It's overtly sexual. We'll admit that. Super dark. Super dark. Super uh, a lot of a lot of gore. A lot of I mean, violence in terms of like a man getting his nose bitten. <laughs> right. Violence right. and I mean the penguin's death scene was just something like whoa. I remember why being a kid watching that like wow, this is something deep right here. Those penguins. It was just so sad, even though, you know, like this kid was about to murder a bunch of kids. It was just so sad thinking like this guy was just this uh, person who was born with just uh, disfigurements. Mm-hmm. And then he was, you know, uh, abandoned by, not just abandoned, but like attemptedly murdered by his parents mm-hmm. and had to grow up in the sewers. And now he's pissed off and I got that. And then, you know, it just was kind of sad. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a great movie. It's super deep and it's a lot going on there. 
But yeah, this is probably one of my favorite Burden movies and one of his best. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, what would you give this movie on a scale of one to ten? I would give this movie an eight. I'd give it an eight as well. Yeah, it's 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 a really good movie uh, that I could rewatch and just still be enthralled by because it just has those warm memories associated with it for me, as well as the beautiful visual style that's that I think of as Gotham City. This just purely gothic architecture everywhere and dirt and grime and glamour and all kind of shit but yeah it's one of my favorite bird movies one of my favorite batman movies and just an all-around uh great piece of of cinema yeah i agree as well we often neglect to talk about danny elfman's score because i mean we can talk about how uh, the visual aesthetic of the film is um you know very nice to look at but you know what made those two films was a danny elfman score yeah uh, set the tone yeah set the tone thinking about the penguins uh funeral scene the of course the overarching the penguins yeah the overarching batman theme that has become iconic to this day i know you don't um, like the selena cow cat scene but just that music as yeah that's all happening it's just like very enchanting and scary almost yeah the hans zimmer really couldn't match the magic that danny elfman okay. did. i mean you know hans zimmer has some good uh scores for the dark knight trilogy i can think of uh, why do we fall that's good um the bane thing the joker thing well the joker thing for the first like minute of it then afterwards it just goes bonkers and it's i don't particularly like listening to it but it's not the Batman theme is not iconic. It's, it's just not sign- it's not a, it's, it's more Hans Zimmer than Batman. Yeah, like I, I listened to that and I was just like, this is Batman. Like this yeah. is what's yeah. playing in Gotham City right now. Yeah, the, the the Danny Elfman theme is basically I think it's just as famous, maybe almost as famous as the na 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 Batman. When you think of the seventies Batman, you think of well adam west batman you think of that when you think of just batman in general i just think of the danny elfman score i don't think of hans zimmer's score i don't even know who composed for batman and robin or uh forever and i i think xl junkie did uh batman and superman or something like that Mm -hmm. batman versus superman but um I guess we'll wrap things up here, but we've really enjoyed talking about this film. I mean, we went down several rabbit holes with our ice puns and talking about Hans Zimmer's score and whatnot. But what do you all think? Did you like Tim Burton's Batman movies, either one or two? I mean, Warner Brothers didn't, so he <laughs> so so he didn't return for the third film, which was, of course, uh, made by Schumacher and. I will not get into the Schumacher films unless we discuss them as twofer. Twofer, as a twofer because they are just particularly Batman and Robin is just so god awful. I remember going to see that film. I remember going to see it with my grandfather and I was just like, "Why did I watch this movie? What <laughs> what did I?" And I was like in the 4th or 5th grade when that movie came out, I think. Yeah, he pulls out a credit card. That Batman somehow has a credit limit. Right. Because reasons. Never leave the cave without it, Alfred. It was like, wait a sec. Who is that through? 
And how do they trust you would make your payments because you don't have an identity, sir? Never mind. Forget. It. I digress before we get into the Schumacher Travis. What do you say? What did yeah. Alfred say? Will you be ordering a sandwich? Can I make you a sandwich, sir? He said, No, I'll get you right through. Now let's make a toy. That was probably put in there specifically for McDonald's to be like, yeah, let's have him do a drive-through line so we can say he's picking up a Happy Meal with a toy inside. Yeah, now, when I think about it, I get a little bit angry inside. Now that one they pimped the fuck out of. They were just like, yeah, Mr. Freeze, let's make him a big guy we can make toys out of. Uh, right. Ice puns. Uh, lots and lots and lots. Let's do variations of the Batman costume so we can sell multiple toys. Right. He doesn't need an ice suit, but hey. It, yeah, I just thought about that. It, it shows no deciding advantage in his battle against Mr. Freeze. They never even say, like, these are, like, special suits that keep us warm or anything. <laughs> Remember at the beginning of the film, he clicks his heels together like Dorothy. And yeah, the ice <laughs> skates pop ice out. Ice skates pop out. Yeah. Because, of course, Batman. And he. Uh, then they surf from the rocket as it explodes. Because yes. that's how gravity works. Uh, and they says, I think he says Cowabunga. <laughs> they say something. Some 90s. It has to be Cowabunga. Oh, my gosh. I think it is Cowabunga. You know what, Schumacher, we're done. And with that being <laughs> said, thank you so much for listening to this esteemed podcast. Uh, anything else you need to ask, my bro? No, that's it. Anything you need to ask, yes, Schumacher. I have lots of questions. <laughs> no, we will not <laughs> ask Mr. Schumacher any questions. Uh, yeah, no, that's it. Uh, uh, thank you all for joining us. Make sure to hit us up on social media, follow us, like, share, and all that so we can grow our community. Yeah, that's all I have uh, for today's episode and your Urban Alchemy podcast. Catch you all later. Peace. Mixed with a multivitamin, add some oxycontin in a shot of hen and then swallow it and follow it up with an uppercut from Drago's fist. Let me stop with this. When I'm on the road, you know how I do. My language colorful, like the late Craig Sayers soups. My deepest roots came from the lyrical generals and general. You new niggas, general education, diploma, no graduation. I'm aggravated. How did you make it? It's all puzzling. Get troubling when you rap, it's all mumbling. Word fumbling, they can't get rights. Word to Eddie and Martin in life. The white man got you all with. A price, but on the other hand, I add the substance in your favorite rapper. I double him on my fourth flow, like I'm brother man. I'm the brother man who understand a lot of people show fake love, they won't endorse you. Smile in your face, but no support to your silicone. I'm just being honest with y'all. Y'all only support the dream when the dream takes off. Your Bernie made off, scheming only concern with what I make on my thoughts. My brain sells, it makes sense. I said that I was great in the past tense. I'm trying to ride in the Rari that make you see past tense. I'm past tense. This is tension, nigga. I'm after old money like a pension nigga i'm getting right in my dream so please don't pitch me nigga simply nigga i'm saying you notice me soon patience is virtue because right now you're blind to the trash for breeze commercial i'm just
just being honest again because they skipping over the gift and letting the ignorance win for example my friend the election how this so-called great country invested into a self-seller egotistic sexist who should have been arrested now he resting in the white house wow and hillary wouldn't have been better that day Cause to be honest with my people we were screwed either way make america great again when was america great they say the land of the free this is the land of the faith this is a contradicting pain inflicting heinous system by politicians with selfish ambitions who really don't care about the victims take a minute think about it cause it really exists this peep through the nonsense i ain't stupid my nigga a mind a terrible thing to waste that's why i use it my nigga they say knowledge is power don't be clueless my nigga getting pimped by opportunists my nigga the system's ruthless my nigga yeah y'all don't understand what's going on but i do and i will be heard it's huey yeah i ain't got nothing left just let y'all enjoy the sweet sounds of hip-hop 